When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this special quick edition of the Bucketheads podcast. It's an instant recap. Um, after the Ohio State 54-41 victory in the first round of the NCAA tournament over Loyola Chicago. My name is Justin Golba. I am one of the co-hosts of the Bucketheads podcast for Land Grant Holy Land, Ohio State's uh, SB Nation site. Uh, Connor Lamonds is in the field, boots on the ground in Pittsburgh, uh, currently probably frantically trying to find his way to an interview room. So for now... It will just be me. I will give you quick thoughts about the game and what we saw. Um, if you watched it, obviously, there wasn't too much to watch. Uh, so this won't be the longest podcast in the world because uh, the score is 54-41. to So that kind of tells you all you need to know about the game we got. Um, CBS just brought up an interesting stat. The last time Ohio State won a tournament game while scoring less than 60 points was 1961. I know all my... Buckeye fans that know their history know where Ohio State finished that year. If you don't, Ohio State went to the national championship that year. So, you know, we like to connect some fun facts, and that's a fun one. Uh, Ohio State moves on. They will play the winner of Villanova and Delaware, which is going to tip off here in about 20 minutes as I'm recording this. Um, that game is a two-seed Villanova versus the 15-seed Delaware. We, you, you know, we, we, we could assume Villanova will come out of that and Ohio State play Villanova, but as good Buckeye fans know, uh, a two can beat a 15 or 15 can beat a two. We saw it last night with St. Peter's beating Kentucky. And obviously we saw it last year with a team not to be named. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of shy away from doing any preview of that because we don't know how that game is going to end by the time this is done. So we'll stick it to just a quick recap of what we saw, what we took away from the game and kind of what to expect moving forward. Um, so a couple quick stats. Ohio State. This now moves Chris Holtman to thirty-nine and zero at Ohio State, or in his career, um, when his team uh, holds the opponent to under sixty points. So, pretty much can chalk that in at this point. That if Ohio, if they're playing some good defense, that they'll be able to hold their opponent to. Uh, if they can hold their opponent to under fifty-nine, then 
Chris Oltman is in a good place as a coach. Chris Oltman also now moves to six and one as a coach uh, in the first round of the NCAA tournament. He is he was three and zero at Butler, and uh, now he is two and one at Ohio State. I'm sorry, three and one at Ohio State. So as of as we know, last year happened, but we won't talk about that again. So you know, moving forward, this game Ohio State pretty much led the entire way. Um, they took eleven to nine lead at the under twelve timeout. Came out, they bumped the lead all the way to I think it was seventeen to eleven, and from there, they kind of just held this. It was twenty three to eighteen at the half, and then came out. They pushed it to twenty nine to eighteen immediately, and then the score Loyola Chicago just never quite got within eight points from there. Um, the Ohio State did a great job of keeping them at arm's length. And look, we're not going to be the first ones to sit here and act like Ohio State just played the greatest defensive game of all time. Loyola Chicago missed. Plenty of wide open shots, wide open threes. They finished one for six from the free throw line, um, I believe. So, you know, just not their best game, obviously. Uh, I'm sorry, they finished three for ten from the free throw line. I missed those final two. So, you know, Ohio State shot for 17 for 21 from the free throw line. EJ Liddell alone was eight for ten. So, that was a huge, huge impact in this game. The fouls were pretty even throughout. It's just Loyola didn't get to the line as much, and also they did not nearly – uh, connect as much. Lucas Williamson is Loyola Chicago's best player. He came into this one averaging 15 points per game, five rebounds per game, and was the Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year. And he had one of his worst games in a Loyola Chicago uniform. Um, unfortunately, sometimes that happens in the you know in the tournament. It's going to be his last game, as they mentioned on the broadcast. He'll play basketball at a at a pro level, but um, he had four points, six assists, five rebounds, three steals. He had a good line with the five rebounds six assists and three steals but only one for ten from the field one for five from three-point land and one for six from the free throw line he just did he just could not find the bottom of the bucket and um really made it tough on guys like Braden Norris and all the other scores for you know uh Marquise Kennedy and Ryan Schrieger for for Loyal Chicago because they just really rely on Lucas Williamson to do a lot for them um and he wasn't able to do that to do that so uh, credit where credit's due. I mean, Ohio State's guards played phenomenal defense. They were switching on everything. They were showing a lot of hustle. Michi Johnson and Eugene Brown didn't provide much offensively, uh, but they provided so much on the defensive end. They looked fantastic. Justin Orange, there was even one possession late where Justin Orange took on Braden Norris, pretty much ISO. And Braden Norris is, is Loyal Chicago's starting point guard. And he just he took him the entire time and forced Braden Norris into a bad shot. Um this was just this was definitely the best defensive game they played, not just defensively in terms of scheme or formation or whatever they were able to throw out at Loyola Chicago, just intensity. I mean, from the opening tip, they were intense. They were forcing to they forced 14 turnovers uh, by Loyola, by Loyola Chicago. They turned the ball over 17 times themselves, which, you know, Zedke had four of those, but um, Loyola Chicago is a top ten defense in the country. You know, you're gonna have those issues. Lucas Williamson is, is truly a star when it comes to defense. Um, and I think that when you look at Ohio State, to be able to hold this team to 41 points, if you told me they were just going to score 54, I'd probably believe you, but I would have thought they lost by 10 at least. So, I mean, credit where credit's due. you got to give the defense their props. Again, like I said, there was some missed layups. I think Loyola Chicago was 3 for 16 on layups. Um, this game was a little similar to Colorado State-Michigan, if you watched that on Thursday in terms of just Colorado State really kind of could not get out of their own way in that game. Michigan played well, but Colorado State missed a lot of layups too, missed a lot of three-pointers. 
and just could not really close into the Michigan lead once they took over. So um, much, much credit to Ohio State on the defensive end. That that was the kind of game they had to have on defense because they knew how hard it was going to be on offense for them. I mean, Malachi Branham finished five for seven. He's going to need to be a little more aggressive uh, against uh, Villanova or Delaware. But he's going to have the option to because they don't have a Lucas Williamson. Uh, if they play Villanova, you have Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore, who are very good, but they're not on that level defensively. So, Branham also had four steals, which was very nice to see. Very much getting his hands in the kind of getting his hands in the passing lanes and making it tough on guys when they were driving. Uh, Drew Valentine brought up a good point at halftime. This game was really just Loyola Chicago was e- either they took themselves out of the way they play or Ohio State did. Uh, because their team, though, they really rely on passing the ball, sharing it, and getting good looks for three and driving into the lane and, and really just using passing to open up and free up guys. And they tried to take Ohio State 101 way too many times, and it caused a lot of turnovers. That was a lot of the ways that Malachi Branham had his four steals. And um, you know, Jamari Wheeler had a steal, Kyle Young had a steal, and Justin Arns had a steal. So they had seven steals and five blocks. Uh, three of those blocks came from Liddell, and one of those came from Kyle Young late in the game. So. Um, this was the healthiest Ohio State's been since the Illinois game, and they obviously won the Illinois game. So, you know, getting Kyle Young Zed Key back, Zed Key still looked like he was a little bit hobbled. He had four turnovers. He only shot the ball once, but he did have seven rebounds, uh, and it, it was a good presence on defense for them. And Kyle Young just did Kyle Young things. He had nine points, a steal, a block, and assist, seven rebounds. He he was especially early on. He was a reason they weren't maybe down by five at the half instead of they're up by five instead of maybe down by five. Um, credit to Kyle Young. I mean, he had an awesome game. You know, he hasn't played since the Maryland game where he took he, he went to concussion protocol. So that was a huge, huge get for them to come back. A lot of people, me and Connor included, kind of brought this game down to look, if they have Kyle Young and Zed Key, they'll win. If they don't, they'll lose. And I stand by that. I think if they didn't have Kyle Young or Zed Key in this game, I think they would have lost. Um, especially because of the way they were playing defense. They were switching everything. They had to go small at a lot of options. And when you don't have Kyle Young, you have to go with Joey Brunk. And I like Joey Brunk. He's a good player. But you can't play that kind of defense with him out there. Uh, he'll get caught on an island too many times. And you, we saw that against Michigan. We didn't see that tonight. They were switching everything in, or today. They looked fantastic. So, um, you know, offensively, obviously, they're going to need to clean some things up going into the Villanova or Delaware game. One for 15 from three is, is dreadful. Um, that's just not where they need to be. Eugene Brown 0 for three. Jamari Wheeler 0 for two. E.J. Liddell 0 for two. Kyle Young 0 for two. Balaka Brandon 0 for one. Their starters were combined 0 for 10. The only one that hit a three was Michi Johnson, who came off the bench. So, um, you know, obviously they need to shoot better than that. But when Ohio State, this isn't going to happen twice. Ohio State's too good offensively to have a game like this where they really struggle offensively. And Loyal Chicago is a just a one of the better defensive teams you're going to play all season. Arguably the best defensive team they have played all season, uh, especially coming out of the Big Ten. So, you know, when you can win a game like the uh, ugly, just kind of grind them out, you know, if you're not a college basketball fan, I'm sure you turn this game off kind of game. This is the games that you need to win in the NCAA tournament. These are the games you're going to have. And now, you know, Ohio State won it, and they're going to move on to Villanova. Um they need uh, they need more production though from from the guards. I mean, Jamari Wheeler and Eugene Brown had eight points combined. Obviously, Malachi Brandon had fourteen points, but he had eight of those in a small stretch, including three wide open dunks. So it wasn't like he was really really out here just uh, getting his own shot. A lot of those fourteen points came kind of in transition and uh, getting open looks. So 
you know, it's going to be easier for them on Sunday, no matter who they play. Because, like I said, they're not going to play a, as good of a defense. Villanova is still a very good defense if they do play them. Uh, but at this rate, uh, they're not going to see a Loyola Chicago take defense again. So that is that is a beneficial to them. 17 for 21 from the free throw line was fantastic. Uh, this team has taken some flack for the free throw shooting. I'm not 100% positive why. They're all the top free throw shooting team in the Big Ten. They've had some streaky moments, but for the most part, they've been really good from the free throw line, and and that continued today. Um, and they had 41 rebounds to Little Chicago's 31. That was something coming in we knew was going to be a big deal. We knew uh, Little Chicago, their 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 biggest starter six seven. You have to beat them on the boards. You have to beat them down. And the benefit of playing Kyle Young and EJ Liddell is yes, it's a small lineup that you you can spread out. You have five guys who can knock down a three-pointer. But Kyle Young and E.J. Liddell are also two guys who play bigger than they are. And that's the benefit that you have with them. They can get rebounds. They had three guys with seven or more rebounds with Zedke at seven, Kyle Young at seven, and E.J. Liddell had ten. Um, it's kind of funny. We haven't really talked about E.J. Liddell's performance. He had 16 points, 10 rebounds, and three blocks. Uh, just another kind of E.J. Liddell. I wouldn't call it a master class, but, I mean, when you have 54 points, Nobody's going to have 30 of those. So uh, EJ Liddell, just he really did what he had to do. He only shot the ball nine times. I'd like to see a little more aggressiveness from him against Villanova, but he did get to the free throw line 10 times. And um, he was over two from three, but both of those were kind of late in the shot clock. I think he was trying to look for more of a drawn foul than uh, actually going to get his shot. So credit, like I said, um, Ohio State, they kind of just did what they had to do to win this game. These kind of grimy, grind them out games. They've won a lot of them this year, and this was one of them. You just, the, it, it doesn't matter. You don't get pretty points in March. You don't get, uh, you don't get the bonus points for, for how great it looks. You win and you move on, and that's it. Nothing that happened before this matters. Nothing that happened in the regular season matters. Every team is 0 and 0, and now it, you, and, and you have one game series. That's what, uh, Reggie Miller mentioned, you know. Loyola Chicago will probably never have another offensive game like this, but it's not a seven-game series, right? It's a one-game series, and Loyola Chicago picked a really bad day to, to go cold. Um, and Ohio State took advantage of them in that regard. So um, when you look at just moving forward with this team, obviously they're going to need to play a little better off, on offense. I mean, it's not really a, a secret. They're not going to score 54 and beat Villanova. But Villanova is a team that they'll win games 62-60, to 65-60. to 60. So um, – Again, another a better a better defensive team than offensive. So Colin Gillespie is a star, and Justin Moore is also a star. It's probably two of the better guards you'll see in college basketball. I'm comfortable saying that two of the best, like just duos in college basketball. Colin Gillespie did get some first team All American uh, chatter. So, and that's that's obviously assuming they play Villanova. If they play Delaware, then uh, that's a whole different ball game. But um, that game, like I said, game tips off at 2.45 Eastern time, uh, probably a little bit later because the Ohio State game ran a little long. But we will see. We will have a lot of content out for you. Um, that's pretty much all the thoughts I have on this game. Nothing crazy. This was just a, like I said, this was this was the epitome of March because it doesn't matter what happened in February, January, November, or December. You just got to win the game. You have 40 minutes to beat the, the five guys in front of you, and that's what Ohio State did. Uh, they changed kind of the way they play a little bit, and and they look good. I, there was really no – outside of, like I said, they went one for 15 from three. They just missed shots. That's going to happen. Uh, but in terms of the things that you can truly control, hustle, energy, effort, 
uh, they were 10 out of 10 on all those levels. And that's, that's what you want to see from a team that that's what you expect to see from a team that's had eight days off. So credit where credit's due there. They get it. Chris Holman, like I said, uh, we've been kind of banging the Chris Holman drum on this podcast all year. There's a reason for it. Uh, or Roberts wasn't what was an outlier, right? He's six and one in the first round of the tournament. He wins in the tournament. It's that simple. Uh, he's in the first round. And now he has a chance to make his first Sweet 16 as a Buckeye coach. Second Sweet 16 overall, he went once with Butler. Um, but this notion that Chris Holman, somebody said today, Chris Holman always loses one round before he should. Um, in his six losses in the NCAA tournament, he's lost to the higher seed five times. So it's just this, this logic, it doesn't track with that. Um, a lot of, I think it's just a lot of misnomers out there with his actual coaching record. And I'm glad that they won this game because obviously if they lost this, those would um, come to surface even more. So credit to Ohio State, credit to the coaching staff. They did a great job getting this team ready. They had a great game plan for little Chicago and they executed it on defense beautifully and perfectly. And, and they got lucky and because a little Chicago missed everything, but also when you force them into bad shots, those good shots become even tougher. So uh, just good defense can make it hard all the way around. Uh, we will have a preview out of the Villanova game. We will try to get a podcast preview out. Oh, I'm sorry, Villanova or Delaware. Got to stop getting ahead of myself there. Uh, Villanova or Delaware. We will try to have a podcast preview out of that as well. Uh, don't know the time, but because Ohio State and Villanova were in the early pod on Friday, they will be the early game on Sunday. I just don't know exactly what time that is. I think it's around 2 o'clock, but I'm not positive, so I don't want to speak out of turn. But they will play Sunday afternoon at some point against either Villanova or Delaware in Pittsburgh. Same floor, PPG Pete's, PPG Paints Arena. And that's all I got to say. Ohio State 1-0 in the NCAA tournament. And truly, that's all that matters in March. Go Bucks. <laughs>